Christian, I find it very odd that we are 167 some odd episodes into this podcast about spooky ghost stories and all things that go bump in the night, and we have yet to do an episode on haunted dolls. That sounds like something that could actually exist, so. Wow. Yeah. I know we've touched on it in a couple of videos. We might have brought it up from, from time to time, but we've never actually sat down and done an episode, and that is kind of what we're doing today. We are going into part one of a two-part back-to-back series on haunted dolls, and we're going to start things off with kind of a classic that I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with. You might be a little less familiar with, but I think you're going to enjoy it, and it's Robert the Doll, and we're going to get into that right after the intro. We'll see you on the inside. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Back to the freaky deaky beans be with you um <laughs> hilarious no you're supposed to say and also with you oh and also with you thank you <laughs> i'm gonna get that going i don't know how many people are gonna catch on but i want people to start initiating conversation by saying beans be with you and that's just the weird direction we're taking this show because as the only producers of this show we get to do whatever we want with it so we're starting a cult yeah ah man i just replaced that button with <laughs> it's and it it's I don't know what to make of that. I'm sure it'll come up again. What about this one? Stay away from the tweens. Mm. That one is always good advice. That is good advice. Great, great advice even. Um, And it's not just for men. It's for teachers too. If you're new to the show, we ask one thing of you, and that is that you listen to the episode in its entirety. If you're a fan and you enjoy what you hear, do us a favor and hit that five-star review. You know, it really helps us grow the show out. Get the word out to all the weirdos in the world and... uh, and you're inching us along. A big freaky thank you to all of our listeners. There you go. So yeah, check that out. And if you enjoy it so much that you're like, wow, I really want to interact with these bozos more often, you can find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod pretty much across the board, except for TikTok. That's at TFD Paranormal. Find us on YouTube at Freaky Deaky Pod, where every other Friday we are releasing an episode of our YouTube exclusive show, Sleep With The Lights On, where we dive into, can you believe it? Scary stories. That's kind of our bread and butter. And you're going to want to do that. I don't know why. I just feel it in my loins that you're going to want to do that. We don't want to talk about that, man. We're not going to talk about the loin feeling anymore. With all that aside, I think if you have a story of your own, send it into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We love hearing from you. We got some pretty cool new stickers in the mail before we dive into the actual episode. And I kind of want to touch on it a little bit. You know, Christian and I have been slowly inching our way towards monetizing the YouTube channel. And that just takes time. 
and we don't have advertisers or anything like that. We've been kind of doing this ourselves for about four years now and loving every minute of it. But with that, we also get messages from people be like, hey, how can I help you guys? And usually we just say, you know, buy some merch or do some whatever. And it really helps us get the word out. But we did recently add on a donation. If you want to help keep the lights on here at the Freaky Deaky, you can donate anywhere from five to five million dollars. I think it's five, maybe it's ten. I don't know. And what we're going to do instead of listing the stickers that people seem to really enjoy, we just anyone that donates, there is an optional place for you to put your address. If you do include your address with a donation, then guess what? We're going to mail you some whatever stickers we have. We cycle through designs quite often. So that's why I kind of took it off the website to begin with. I'm like, a lot of the designs in this picture for the listing, we don't even have in stock because I just give them all away. So that's what we're doing with anyone that donates on the website. Whatever designs we have, we're going to mail you a nice little card and a bunch of stickers and whatever kind of swag we got lying around the studio. So if that piques your curiosity, you want to help keep the lights on here, go to thefreakydeaky.com, hit that support the show button, and receive some pretty great bean stickers. If I do say so myself, Christian, what do you think of them? They're all right. <laughs> That's what I thought. It's and it. It's, That's what I should have pushed when I said, <laughs> Christian, what do you think of them? It's and it. It's classic. Oh, I know that one's going to stay, huh? Just for a little bit. I, I do like to cycle through a lot of these. So by cycling through them, that means at some point there's potential these could be collector's items. These stickers? Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the sound. I'm like, no, probably not. <laughs> but yeah, and down the road. With your help. With, we, yeah, with your help. We can make sure these become collector's items so when you go to the the pod cons and we're there you bring it pull out your your sticker your original sticker yeah we'll know how long you've been listening to the show based on what design sticker you have i'll be like oh wow that's the gang's all here crazy it's been that's literally the first one we did yeah um, 50 years from now on the new antiques road show your grandkids will be like look at this sticker i found in grandpappy's basement wow this is absolutely worthless where'd you find this oh i was gonna go the other way Mm. this is worth (laughs) 2.5 million dollars 2.5 american pennies can you believe it but in 2070 that's like 50 cents exactly yeah (laughs) that's true and that's the macabre reality that christian likes to jumpstart these episodes on you're welcome and if i may take it in a spookier direction i say it is time for us to dive into haunted dolls open up those chocolate factories (laughs) we're heading in i was like are we going to the valley of the dolls are you talking about the island of the dolls or is that a different reference it's a different reference Mm. more of a pop culture wow okay is that hollywood yeah, before my time, technically, wow. but it's, it's, well, that's it's impossible. It's but... an iconic hmm. film, I guess. I haven't, I don't remember watching it. Riveting stuff, as always, from Christian. Forget how long it's been ago, but at some point I remember asking you about Robert the Doll, and you're like, who's that? And so I was like, you know what? That's not what I said. I said, who that? That is absolutely not what he said, but I'm sure everyone that's listening to this podcast is like, oh, great, Robert the Doll. But I'm doing this for Christian's benefit so that he is also aware he's in and with with that, with that. You think I'm going to automatically jump on the Robert the Doll bandwagon because you're going to tell me a story about him? No, I... I just want you to know what he is. Okay. So you can be familiar when we talk about it and reference it in the future, which I'm sure I will. I reference Robert the Doll about three times a year on average, and now you can be within that. You don't have to be on the outside looking in. You can be like, oh, I know who Robert the Doll is. Oh, so you you can technically say I'm one of you after this. That's the last thing anyone's ever wanted, but sure. Robert the Doll, also known as Robert the Haunted Doll, can you imagine, is a well-known and infamous figure in the world of supernatural. The story of Robert begins in Key West, Florida in the early 20th century. Robert's origins are shrouded in mystery, 
Some stories suggest that the doll was a gift from a servant who practiced voodoo and cursed it. Others say it was a gift from a grandparent, which is the exact opposite of a servant who practices voodoo. Regardless of its origin, the doll is kept in a sailor suit, creepy enough, and visitors often leave offerings and apologies for taking its picture without permission. That is some shit that you would do, Christian. I know this just in my heart of hearts. Why would I take a picture of a haunted doll? Without its permission. You have to ask first. I don't. I'm a skeptic, but I don't tempt fate. Wow. I'm respectful to whatever's in this world that might haunt a doll. And I'm not, I wouldn't take a picture without asking its permission. There's another, there's another way to say that. And it's one word and I can't say it because this is going on YouTube, but that does uh, resonate a little more than what you said. Anyway, regardless of its origin, kept in a sailor suit, people leave offerings. Allegedly, you're not supposed to take this thing's picture without its permission or bad things happen. Uh, There are numerous accounts of misfortunes befalling those who disrespected the doll. And here's what we know regarding the doll's haunted history. In the early years, Robert the doll was originally a gift to a young boy named Robert Eugene Otto. The doll about the size of a young child was crafted in the likeness of a sailor and dressed in a sailor suit, complete with a straw hat. As you know, most sailors wear straw hats, right? When was this doll made? Early 20th century. Okay. So that would explain maybe the hat. Maybe. I still am a little befuzzled by that. Robert Eugene Otto, who went by Gene, received the doll from his grandfather, allegedly. Oh, you want to go with the voodoo? Because everybody goes with voodoo. Yeah, most people do say, there was a servant, blah, blah, blah. this is the... The servant was brown. It must be wow. voodoo. Wow. Racist. The origins of the doll are unclear, with some suggesting it was purchased in Germany and others believing it was a handmade gift. So definitely not voodoo. It could have been. I'm saying that that's what a lot of people go towards is they're like, no, 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 it was a, it was a servant thing, cursed it, blah, blah. But there is also another aspect of that that doesn't get covered as much, which is what I'm doing it justice right now. I want to say something, but I, I think I'm going to wait till the end of the story. And hopefully I remember to say it. Remind me about that's the rough. servants. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I'll remind you about the servants, Christian. You'll be the first one to ever do that. Somehow I doubt that. Anyway, from the moment the doll entered the Otto household, strange events began to occur. Gene quickly became attached to the doll, giving it his own name and treating it like a living companion. Well, Gene, weird. That sounds like, well, not giving it its own name, but... Hello, doll. I shall call you Scott. I've never named any of my dolls Christian. Well, learn something new every day, don't we? Visitors to the auto home claimed to hear conversations between Gene and the doll when no one else was present in the room. Gene would often blame Robert for mishaps, claiming that the doll had moved or caused accidents. The most chilling aspect of Robert's presence was the eerie laughter that could be heard from Gene's room. It was a high-pitched, childlike giggle and would often continue for hours. <laughs> You just picture Michael Jackson in a closet somewhere. Little kid. Nobody picture that. Yeah. Anyway, when family and friends asked about it, Gene would simply reply, Robert did it. It's said that even Gene's parents, while initially skeptical, began to believe that Robert had a life of his own. What do you think about that? Skeptics, huh? Skeptics coming around. Not this one. We'll see. I, uh, I have heard of Robert before. You don't think that that kid could have been doing all the voices? I Do I think it's possible? Yes. I In the realm of possibilities, sure. But... Is there still more to the story? There's plenty more to the oh, story, okay, yes. I'll be quiet. Robert the Doll was blamed for a variety of mischievous acts, such as overturning furniture, breaking objects, and even scratching the walls with a large butcher knife. Damn, Robert. Chill out. Gene claimed he had not committed these acts. It was Robert who was responsible. As the years passed, it became increasingly clear that Robert the Doll was not just a beloved childhood companion, but something more sinister. Visitors to the auto home reported feeling an oppressive, malevolent presence. 
People who disrespected the doll or took its picture without asking for permission were said to experience misfortune, and that is putting it lightly. Many letters and apologies were sent to Robert asking for his forgiveness and to lift the curse. Gene Otto passed away in 1974, and the Otto family donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West. Even after being placed in the museum, Robert's reputation as a haunted doll persisted. He was encased in a glass display where he has remained to this day. A sign hangs beside his display warning visitors to ask his permission before taking his picture. Robert the Doll continues to captivate visitors and paranormal enthusiasts around the world. Some who visit his display swear they can see his expression change or claim to hear his laughter. Creepy. Do not sign me up for that. The legend of Robert the Doll has also inspired movies, books, and documentaries cementing his status as one of the most famous and supposedly haunted dolls in the world. The history of Robert the Doll is a chilling tale of a seemingly innocent childhood toy that turned into a malevolent and haunted presence, leaving a legacy of eerie occurrences and misfortune in its wake. I've heard a lot of stories of Robert the Doll over the years, and it's usually covered by a lot of podcasts. You know, they kind of dive into people that went to visit him at the museum or whatever. And there was one, at least I hope it's Robert, maybe it's a different doll, but I'm pretty sure it was Robert. Some some guy like went there and pretty much just like made fun of it or whatever and in the display be like ah it's just a doll what's gonna do to me right crashed and died on his motorcycle on the way home i did hear that story and i heard that like i was telling you as we started uh, before we started that i recently listened to a, a story about or a podcast about haunted dolls yeah which is really weird that you our, our podcast works like that a lot though something happened like one of us will hear something or there's something in the air for sure another podcast will be getting ready to do something and we do it first yeah it's usually us and believable yeah. they'll, they'll release something like oh wow what are the odds so we're just about to do that jeremy or chris have texted me a couple times and being like what was the last one it might have been a couple seasons ago but yeah it's always this weird just synchronicity between the two of us and then there's a few other people who do it but it's mainly like it's the strangest with them because it seems like we're almost always on the exact same page which seems sus got to use that I've always struggled with the haunted dolls thing, even though they're fun stories. Oh, they're the most terrifying. I mean, you look at stuff like Chucky and even all the, like, well, the next one we're going to get into is Annabelle. And Why do you think they're the most terrifying? I have a theory, but why do you think? It's like almost an Uncanny Valley thing where it's not like lifelike, but it's a human representation. I have a different theory. Uh, well, let's hear it. I think most children in most cultures start off with one of their most trusted characters in their life being one of their dolls or mm. stuffed animal. So there's this like, that's our, even as an adult, in a lot of cases, there's a comfort level in that childlike thing. Mm. Now, if something takes over that, that any kind of doll, it automatically, you have that connection because you've had a doll or a stuffed animal or something similar to that, that was important to most of us when mm. we were children. I mean, there's always kids that don't care about that, but most of us have had something like that. So it's really familiar. So when it gets a little scary, it touches maybe a more primal um, fear in us. Ooh, yeah. Perhaps. As I was looking into, and I didn't, I don't think I mentioned it before, but the, but part one of this is, is literally just going through, kind of like combing through recent history for more famous cases of haunted dolls that a lot of people have probably heard of and not like diving into a bunch of stories or anything like that, but really just giving a backstory on each of these dolls. And then part two is going to be stories that we found from people that have haunted dolls 
and kind of, you know, share those experiences themselves. And one of the things that I was kind of, and we'll get more into it in part two, but I did, it didn't end up in the episode, but it was a lady talking about dolls being used as vessels for like wandering spirits. And so she said, she was like, I have two vessels in my house right now. One is an 80 year old grandmother that is sweet or whatever. She inhabits a teddy bear. And the other is a young girl that died in a house fire on a farm. Seems kind of cruel to keep those. Doesn't it seem weird as like a vessel? Like, it seems yeah, just shouldn't you take know. it to a church or a holy place and release that soul to where it's supposed to go? Is it or a person. Yeah. Like, inhabit this person. Is it supposed to be in your doll that sits there while you and the other old ladies have tea? I don't think so, but I also do not have all the answers. So that's why that's really why we go to our listeners. We say, what do you think? We're dumb. You tell us. But with that being said, uh, let's get into this Annabelle. What's Annabelle? I've never heard of this one. I'm sure you have. I'm sure I have too. That sounds like a lie coming out of your mouth, Christian. Feels like a movie I've watched. Indeed. Yeah. This is probably the most popular case of haunted dolls, just as far as like, as I mean, all the Ed and Lorraine Warren, like between the books and the movies and the conjurings and all that stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's popular. Why don't we talk about that a little? Like those movies are great. They are great. Are you saying, why don't we talk about that on the podcast? I'm just saying like, that's, those movies do, are so fun to watch. Hmm? Oh yeah. I enjoyed them. You know, I, I, I don't necessarily have to be a believer to just get total enjoyment out of those movies. Yes, you do. So change your, change your ways right now. I've tried, man. I can't. I'm so stubborn. Anyway, so the haunted history of the Annabelle doll is a tale of malevolent spirits and terrifying events that have captivated the imagination of horror enthusiasts and paranormal investigators alike. Annabelle's sinister reputation began when Donna, a nursing student, received the doll as a gift in the early 1970s. Annabelle is often described as a Raggedy Ann doll, but the famous haunted version of Annabelle in the Warren's Occult Museum actually differs from the popular depiction. The doll is a vintage porcelain doll with reddish-brown hair and a white dress. What'd they do with the Raggedy Ann doll? Was it not, did it not look good in a glass case? Where do they touch you? Point on this Raggedy Ann doll. Donna and her roommate Angie started noticing unusual events, such as the doll changing positions, leaving handwritten messages and seeming to have a malevolent presence. I can't imagine dolls have great penmanship. Not a lot of dexterity in those fingers. It depends on who's doing the helping with the writing. There you go. Ed and Lorraine Warren, famous paranormal investigators, were called in to investigate. They concluded the doll was possessed by a malevolent spirit. The doll is now encased in a glass display in the Warren's Occult Museum in Connecticut with a warning sign to not touch it. And this is what we know about Annabelle's haunted history. Kind of touched on this briefly, but we're going to give it another go. Annabelle's story begins in the early 1970s when the doll was given as a gift to Donna, a nursing student, by her mother. Donna and her roommate Angie shared an apartment in Hartford, Connecticut. The doll, at first glance, appeared to be an innocent and charming Raggedy Ann doll with its red yarn hair and simple embroidered features. Shortly after receiving Annabelle, strange things began to disrupt the peaceful lives of Donna and Angie, The initially benign-looking doll seemed to have a malevolent presence. These eerie events included position changes, which is kind of common for dolls. Not common, but for haunted dolls. Are we back in the Valley of the Dolls? Sure. Wow. San Fernando Valley? Wow. Pervert. Anyway, the doll would frequently change positions. Donna and Angie would leave Annabelle sitting on the couch, but return to find it in another room or even in a different posture, such as standing or lying down. More unsettling was the appearance of handwritten notes scrawled in a childlike handwriting on parchment paper. These notes often contained chilling messages like help us or help Lou. 
referring to Donna's friend Lou, who was deeply affected by the doll. One of the most disturbing events involved Annabelle physically attacking Lou. Lou claimed that he was repeatedly scratched by the doll and that he even witnessed it levitating off the ground. Do you think Lou got caught in an uncompromising position with Annabelle and then he just blamed it on the doll? Now, help me understand. Are you saying that he was the doll christian is that where you're is that where we're taking it um that's very crude language (laughs) i don't worry i will censor it but that's kind of what it feels like we were headed and i don't believe that to be the case but what if it was i don't why would we picture that number one you just stay away from the tweens (laughs) anyway yeah um Interestingly enough, if I remember correctly about that whole story, is was he sleeping on the couch? Something was happening with Lou. I think he was sleeping on the couch or something like that, and the doll came up, and he had like a nightmare of the doll like climbing up his legs and like trying to stab him and stuff, like really creepy stuff, which... I feel like this is also partly the inspiration combined with Robert hmm. for Chucky. Chucky, yeah. I think Robert was a... Well, yeah, actually probably Robert and Annabelle. Those would be the two that you would imagine for... Yeah, because it's kind of feels like a combination of some of their oh yeah traits being devious and creepy as hell. Absolutely, and crawling up the leg though. Nobody wants your doll actually crawling up your leg. Yeah, can you imagine seeing a doll levitating off the ground though? That's where I actually can't imagine that. You know who witnessed something similar? And oh, we never even posted that video. It's still in like a draft mode on YouTube. But uh, when we had Chris and Alex on the show for one of our, I think it was season two summer break or something like that. Well, wow, that was like ten years ago. It's been a while. It's been a while. And um, but we had. We did some stuff with Chris. That sounds weird. We had Chris on the show. Everybody hates Chris. Wow. Anyway, if I can <laughs> just get to, kidding, Chris. Yeah, you're awesome. You are awesome, Chris. We love you. We shot a video, or we shot video of Chris in studio talking, and one of his experiences was seeing a, that floating toy jeep or whatever. Him and his mom were like sitting in the trailer or whatever, and they just see this thing levitating, move across the room, and go in a different. That's spooky. That no, wasn't a doll. Thankfully, if it was a doll, I would have been like, burn that place down. Don't think twice. Anyway, frightened and perplexed by these malevolent events, Donna and Andrew sought help from paranormal investigators and real-life Ghostbusters, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Real life. Was that in quotes? Uh, real? It wasn't in there. I actually added that. Okay. Air quotes for the real. Because your boy uh, doesn't always stick to script, right? Sometimes I just freeball it. Yeah, I would, I would too, but we're not in the 60s anymore. I just freeball it. Ed and Lorraine Warren, renowned demonologists and investigators of the paranormal, were called in to assess the situation. After their investigation, the Warrens concluded that Annabelle was not an ordinary doll, but a conduit for a malevolent entity. They believed that a spirit had attached itself to the doll, and it was using it as a vessel to manipulate and terrorize these young women. As a result of the Warrens' findings, they advised Donna and Angie to have Annabelle removed from the apartment, Step number one, obviously, right? The doll was deemed too dangerous to keep. You just can't keep this doll in here anymore. It's crazy. Burn it. That's not always a safe bet. That's what I would do. Well, and that's why uh, you don't find yourself in these situations, do you? Yeah, they don't mess with me. Wow, get him. Robert, if you're out there, he's making fun of you. I mean, come at me. Come at me, bro. Yeah, Robert, bro. Phrase I'd never used in my life, and the first time I use it is on a podcast. Great A stuff. As is, always. Is it though? It is not. It was subsequentially. Subsequentially. <laughs> Isn't Oh, subsequent. <laughs> All I got to say is that subsequential better make it out of that soundboard. Subsequential. Yeah. <laughs> subsequentially. That is subsequentially. 
New word. I know. I but it also feels like you're thirsty, right? Like you need a quench, subsquench. No, it's like uh I'm not thirsty. I'm subsquential. Uh yeah, so the doll was deemed too dangerous to keep. It was subsquent <laughs> <laughs> I just do it twice. That literally I was like I was like, that's <sighs> subsequential. That's a word now. Uh <laughs> it was subsequently placed in a protective glass case, which remains sealed to this day. The case, along with a warning sign, is displayed in the Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. Annabelle's haunted history didn't end with her confinement to the glass case. Visitors to the Warren's Museum have reported crazy, wild phenomena in her presence. Some claim to have seen the doll's expression change, while others report feeling intense unease when near the case. The legend of Annabelle continues to terrify those who encounter her story, whether one believes in her haunted nature or not. The infamous Raggedy Ann doll has left an indelible mark on the world of the paranormal, solidifying her status as one of the most notoriously haunted objects in existence. Boom. Suck on that. You remember at the end of the Robert story, I was talking about how... You believe it 100%? Yeah. No, I was not saying that. How dolls have that... It's, when something like this happens to a doll, it connects with our childhood mm. fears sure as you're reading this story it reminds me that when i was a little kid my mom made two dolls one for my sister one for me mm. raggedy ann and andy not haunted though mm. well you didn't believe it so maybe they were hell haunted ask your sister that's a good idea she always remembers that stuff yes i did did those raggedy ann and andy dolls ever come to life and try to choke us out in our sleep I did, you know, in that house that all that weird stuff happened, though, I had two other little stuffed animals back in those days. Maybe they were haunted. Well, there's really no way for us to say, except for going back in time, which unfortunately we do not yet have that ability, but that's fine, honestly. I mean, we're doing okay in the present. Yeah. Yeah, for now. If we had the ability, sure, we'd go back. We'd go back and look at haunted dolls? I would make a pit stop and get Bitcoin at about 15 cents before I look at haunted dolls, but yeah, we could make a... We'd find our way. That's why they don't give us access to the time machine. We got you. Got to be altruistic. You that can't go true. back there and do Marty McFly bullshit. Wow. Try to fuck his mom. But oh, I was talking about Biff with the oh, gambling. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, 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 yeah. That of course. Sure, sure, sure. What do you think is going on with these dolls? Are you like the Warrens who maybe because they're I've I've heard it said that because of their Catholic faith faith Mm. that everything they dealt with they saw demons in maybe they're not all demons it's like we were talking about earlier maybe it's just some soul that's communicating to us through a doll or i don't know what it is maybe it's not we we always jump to the bad like the voodoo and stuff like that yeah well uh, especially when a lot of it is bad and voodoo but for the normal stuff i don't know because if you're someone you're in a, a little bit of a pickle if you're a religious person in the fact that you know that Demon, and I'm just, I'll put quotes for you. I'll say, you know, the demons exist. No, I agree with you on this. If you're like, if Cat, you're, especially Catholic or, or in a lot of the offshoots that came after that. One of the, oh, good God, if Christian, it's, with your. It, it's ugh. demonic. It's demonic if something is in there, right? That's the basic. No, I'm saying I mean, that uh, I'm saying that you your go to would say something's demonic, sure. But even if you wanted to go against that and say, oh, maybe it's just a, a harmless spirit that got trapped in this teddy bear. What you would end up with is that knowing from all your religious upbringing that demons are known for deceit and lying and all this stuff, who's to say that what is really being spoken to is actually a harmless spirit and not a demon, you know, working its whatever. Which is fine. That's why you burn it. It loses its body and it must move on. Or you release it to the world, Christian. There's two entirely different scenarios there. You you go go down 
a couple blocks over and release it to that world yeah i mean it's not going to bother you so you got to be smart about this stuff a lot of these stories include them trying to get rid of it and coming back so because they didn't burn it oh you naive well we're going to talk about poopa does that sound fun poopa scoopa not even remotely close poopa i really hope that's how it's pronounced it's p-u-p-a and it's italian a poopa poopa definitely not <laughs> definitely not christian i'm the italian of this podcast all right i am not italian that's true according to my so this is a uh, poopa is an italian antique doll discovered in an abandoned house which uh, sounds right that's exactly where you think you'd find a haunted doll. red flag number one. Oh yeah uh, the haunted history is linked to the belief that it's possessed by the spirit of a child who died in the same house. Poopa is displayed in a glass case. What's with all these damn dis- uh, That's what I was going to ask you earlier. You think the thing, you're like, oh man, you've, you're anchor man now. I'm in a glass case of emotion. That's what people do with dolls. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's displayed in a glass case and it adds a kind of spooky ambience surrounding it. It came into the spotlight due to its uh, reputation, obviously. Its origins remain a mystery, but the doll was discovered in an abandoned house in Italy. The circumstances of its discovery only added to the intrigue surrounding it. Poopa has a... Uh, I just am enjoying you saying Poopa a lot. Poopa? I, someone's going to comment back. It's actually Papa. Papa. Ooh, that sounds... Papa. Papa. That sounds even creepier somehow. Don't leave me here for eternity, Papa. What if... I think that... Maybe that is how you... I'm going to say Poopa. It's fun. It's more fun this way, guys. We've, we've basically said that we we're probably saying this name wrong. Yeah, and we say that almost every episode because it's the God's honest truth, and you just have to love us anyway, and it's fine. Speaking is hard. It's really not that bad. Just names. But yeah, it's got kind of a a vibe to it, if you will. Its porcelain face is weathered with time. It features a faint, unsettling smile. That changes sometimes when you look Probably. at it. Probably. Absolutely, Christian. Every single creepy doll does. The antique lace dress it wears further adds to the doll's charm. While its appearance is haunting in itself, it is the reports of supernatural occurrences that have made Poopa famous. Visitors to the museum where Poopa is di- Poopa. Papa! I'm sorry. Visitors to the museum where Poopa is displayed have reported a series of chilling experiences in the presence of the doll, including whispers and giggles, the classics. Many visitors have claimed to hear faint whispers and giggles while standing near Poopa. These eerie sounds are often described as soft, childlike laughter. People in proximity to the doll have reported feeling as though they are being watched. The sensation of an unseen presence is strong and adds to the spooky vibe that I mentioned previously. In some instances, museum staff have noted that objects near Poopa seem to have moved on their own. Small shifts in the arrangement of items near the doll have left witnesses puzzled. And some people have even reported experiencing sudden drops in temperature around Poopa even when the rest of the room remains at a normal temperature. Cold spots are a common occurrence in the doll's presence. That's the Arctic heritage in whatever ghost is haunting the place. Wow. Cross giants. Wow. Okay. Uh, strange fluctuations in lighting have also been associated with Poopa. Lights in the vicinity of the doll have dimmed and brightened inexplicably, adding to the atmosphere of mystery. While the history of Poopa's discovery remains vague, the phenomena experienced in its presence continue to captivate those who visit the museum. The doll's inexplicable connection to unsettling events and unexplained phenomena has solidified its reputation as a haunted object. Whether the cause is paranormal or not, Christian, which it is, not, is Poopa's aura of mystery remains a topic of fascination and fear for those who encounter it. How are we feeling about Poopa? Do you know, remember what 
what time period we're talking again? Um, no, there's actually no mention of it because it was found in an abandoned house. They didn't say, okay. they didn't mention what year it was, but. Because it feels like the porcelain base kind of gives me a time period anyway, but. To an extent, yeah. Um, release the child. Don't put that thing in a glass ch- glass case. I mean, if it's the spirit of a dead boy, maybe the dead boy will be happier somewhere else. Wow. I'm not saying you have to burn it. I mean, that's always an option, but well, it's in this case, maybe you should just exorcism if that was real. Well, it's not um, always that easy, Christian. I mean, you can always get it pl- blessed because, I mean, a blessing's a blessing, you know, so that you can't argue that someone blessing something's not real. It's not real. Yeah. I. Um, so let me just, just to recap your thoughts so far, doll's not haunted. Release the haunted doll boy. Yes. Exorcism or blessing. I mean, why Do not? Do any of those contradict the others? I mean, the fact, first off, hmm. if it's not a demon... Release it. If it is a demon, release it far away. Wow, Christian. Take precautions. Geography isn't really the question here. It's if you believe in these things, there are options hmm. to to dealing with each of them. Putting them in a glass case of emotion that too is probably not the optimal, I guess, outcome for these dolls. Not not the best decision these people have made. I mean, I understand the symbolism behind it. Like we're putting this thing under lock and key. Granted, it's in a museum, and even a lot of the employees of these museums talk about these things being creepy <laughs> at night, like janitorial staff and stuff like that. Yeah, so I guess their main thing is just making sure that it doesn't escape. This doll moves on its own. Let's make sure it doesn't escape the glass, just so we can always see it from all sides. At least put that glass case in a church so something... Well, you can freak hold. out the congregation I mean, at least, at least the Holy Spirits in that church mm. will protect people. The, the Holy Spirits, wow. Okay, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You could go either way. Well, it's technically three Obvious, in one, so it, it, it makes sense. Sure. If you're a very religious person and you pass, but you're still stuck in this realm, hmm. wouldn't you go to church like all the time? That'd be a comforting place if you had gone to church your whole life. Like, Laura, would it be though, or would it be Laura Ingalls Wilder? Probably in the afterlife goes back to that church. So how many episodes of this show do you think you've referenced Little House on the Prairie lately? Two, but in its entirety, a lot more than that. I mean, that was... It's becoming the new Marvel. Christian, you need help. Little you got to remember that when I was a young kid, that was what we did every, Christian, every week. Nobody remembers when you were a young kid, all right? Because half of us are skeptical that it even happened. Right? You've been like this your entire life. And you are, in fact, a vampire. Which, stay tuned, we're more on that later. This next one is Okiku. Have now, you heard of this one? I think so. Japanese. They have the scariest story. They sure do. This one, this one's interesting. It's not as terrifying, but it is definitely, well, let's just get into it. The Okiku, and again, to our Japanese listeners, apologies. I am painfully white and it shows. So if for whatever reason that is incorrect. You don't have to be white to mispronounce things. I know, because you do it all the time. But the Okiku doll is a traditional Japanese doll known for its haunting reputation. This antique doll features a porcelain face, glassy eyes, and a red kimono. Its strangest feature is its long jet black hair, which is an integral part of its sinister history. Why? Well, if you'd allow me to get into that, I just might share that with you. The legend of the Akiku doll dates back to the early 20th century in Japan, specifically in Hokkaido. The doll is named after a young girl, Okiku, who lived in the household where the doll was originally owned. The story goes that the doll was created as a gift for the young girl, it was said to be a beautiful and cherished possession in of the family. Tragedy struck when Akiku died under mysterious and distressing circumstances. 
Her family was devastated by her loss, and as a token of their love for her, they placed the doll in a place of honor within the household. Soon after Okiko's death, the family noticed something unusual about the doll. Its jet black hair, previously trimmed to shoulder length, began to grow. Despite their bewilderment, the family assumed it was just a strange occurrence and chose to believe that it was a manifestation of Okiku's spirit. Over the years, the doll's hair continued to grow, reaching the length of a young girl's hair. The hair growth baffled the family and became a source of both fascination and fear. The Okiku doll and its mysterious hair growth became a local legend in Hokkaido. It was believed that Okiku's spirit resided within the doll and she was continuing to grow through it. People came from far and wide to witness this paranormal phenomenon. In 1938, the family, overwhelmed by the doll's unexplained hair growth and the attention it attracted, they decided to donate the Akiku doll to the Menenji Temple in Iwamazawa, Hokkaido. I don't think I did as terribly as I thought I was. Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, you said it right. Okay, perfect. Yeah, the temple has since become the permanent home of the doll. Why do these people donate haunted dolls? Like, here, we don't want this creepy thing, but we will give it to you. I don't know, man. The, today, the Akiku doll is displayed within the Menenji Temple, still sporting long, flowing hair, and serves as a site of fascination for tourists and paranormal enthusiasts alike. The temple continues to care for the doll, preserving its creepy and enigmatic legacy. The Akiku doll's story remains a symbol of the mysterious and unexplained in Japanese folklore. While skeptics may attribute the hair growth to some natural phenomenon... What? I know, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Best of luck to you, skeptics and Christian. For the doll's materials, the legend and presence of the doll persist, captivating the imaginations of those who encounter it. And the strangest thing, to kind of close out of Kiku, the wildest thing about that is that there was tests done on that doll, and it's human hair. Were they, did, were they the same testers that tested the Mexican alien? It was, yeah. Same exact company, same folks even. No, but... <laughs> But yeah, it's just kind of, it's one of those things that's kind of wild, you know, where you're like, I mean, it's, there's nothing terribly haunting about this. The doll's hair just grows. It's not like with it came like the, all the cupboards were opening and closing and lights flickering on and off. Nothing like that. The doll's hair grows, which is almost like statues that bleed or like, you know, the Jesus ones or Jesus was on toast or Mary's in a water stain on my wall, you know? Yeah. I can't think of the word that, that they use the called for that. Some weird long word. It is a long word. Yeah. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, that's right. There is a word for it. Yeah. I just had heard it recently too, because I was like, there's a Jesus on my quesadilla. And they told me, they referred me to another helpline that was that word. Wow. Well, there you go. And they laughed. And they said, ha ha ha. Oh, Christian, it never gets old with you. You yeah. notice that these dolls tend to have an early 20th century origin. That is a fairly common theme with them. Yeah. What do you think was going on in the early 20th century to cause whatever thing is supposedly going into these dolls to go in there? Well, I mean, there's a lot of trauma, obviously. It was not a great time. No. Yeah, you got some some wars spouting up that, that are pretty uh, pretty extreme. You got, I don't know, like I can, I can understand the, and maybe just the way things were manufactured back then. Who knows? Maybe porcelain has a conduit. Is that what I'm looking for? Like kind of like is porcelain more of a conduit for energy or for... Well, I think what around that time period, though, that's what a lot of the dolls were. Now we're used to like these mass produced dolls that... Plastic, yeah. Are easy, every kid gets basically a new doll every time they go to the store in a lot of cases. Wow. But, you know, up until recently, that wasn't really the, the way it worked. Your doll was your doll for a long time. It was a... Yeah. You didn't 
there's a connection there. Yeah. yeah you didn't have a uh, media to show you that now get the new doll. Now this doll has purple hair. Hey, isn't that neat? Come <laughs> buy it. This next one is Mandy, the haunted doll. Interesting. Interesting indeed. With her porcelain visage and glassy blue eyes, Mandy is known to be one of the most infamous haunted dolls in the world. Why do you say haunted like that? Haunted. Like what? Just, there's more emphasis on haunted. Oh, I'm sorry. It's called being entertaining, Christian. Okay. I, I think maybe you should give it a shot. You know, when I, when I say words like that, I get stickers made. I'm just saying. It's, and it, it's stay away from the tweens. Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> Her haunting history is filled with a series of eerie occurrences that have left both paranormal investigators and skeptics kind of baffled. Uh, it's kind of shrouded in mystery a little bit, like some of these stories. They're They're all. Looking at you, Poopa. Poopa. Scoopa. And even technically, Robert the Doll. That's Again, there's one that is mainly covered with the the curse or whatever and the servant people, but there's the other that is, it was a gift from a grandparent. Yeah. From Haiti. Yeah, a grandparent that hated him. No. Anyway, the doll is believed to have been manufactured in the early 20th century, bingo, as always, and found her way into the possession of a Canadian family. The haunting of Mandy began in the 1990s when the doll was acquired by a young girl. Tragically, the girl died in a car accident, but her spirit is believed to have become attached to the doll. Trapped. Yeah. yeah Christian saying, set her free. It's definitely not a demon in disguise. It's this girl. Uh, this feels like a bad movie. Well, it's going to be at some where point. Where the parents were like, don't go. Keep her. And then they do some like Hold black magic. the mag hand of the doll while you die. Black yeah. magic incantation and the, and the daughter is trapped in the doll for eternity. Sad. Yeah. There's all like, ooga shaka, ooga, ooga, ooga shaka. And then the doll's like, yeah. I get it, man. Yeah, you do. Anyway, the most common occurrence associated with Mandy is her propensity to move on her own. Classic. Witnesses have reported seeing her change positions within her display case, seemingly defying the laws of physics, which is what happens anytime a doll moves, if we're being honest. You know? The inexplicable phenomenon has been documented numerous times in, in both private collections and during her time on display in haunted artifact ex exhibitions. Visitors and paranormal investigators claim to have heard whispers and faint voices emanating from the vicinity of Mandy. These voices are often too soft and indistinct to be comprehended, but their origin remains a subject of speculation. When in the presence of Mandy, many people have reported experiencing sudden drops in temperature, once again, cold spots. These cold spots are often accompanied by, accompanied by an un, or by an overwhelming, these cold spots are often accompanied by an overwhelming feeling of unease as if an invisible presence is watching and weighing on those nearby. Another thing that happens is uh, electronic devices such as cameras and lights are said to malfunction when close to Mandy. Batteries mysteriously drain and equipment behave behaves erratically, which has led many to believe that some paranormal energy is at play. Sounds hella cheesy when you say that. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point, is that there were some paranormal things at play. Well, if we're talking about it on this podcast, we should definitely hope so. Mandy has been the subject of numerous EVP sessions or electronic voice phenomena. During these sessions, investigators claim to have received responses to questions and heard unexplained voices on audio recordings. These voices are often attributed to the spirit of the deceased girl believed to be associated with her. Another syndrome that has a big word attached to it, or us wanting to hear these things. So cool. they told us what this doll was saying. Despite being kept in various locations over the years, Mandy the Haunted Doll continues to be a source of intrigue and fascination for those who seek to understand the unexplained. Whether you believe in her alleged haunting or not, Mandy remains a chilling 
Enigma. Ooh. In the world of paranormal investigation and the supernatural. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fascinating when we get to the, the stories that peop- of people experiencing their, their haunted dolls to see yeah. how similar they are to some of these early 20th century dolls. Yeah. And I wanted to get a, a wide variety of stories. I wanted to get some that were kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. like wild and then i wanted to get some that were just like mundane things that people didn't notice before getting a doll and so easy easily you could have just been like oh now that i'm aware that i have a haunted doll or i have a doll um anything that happens i'm gonna say it was this doll and so it is kind of a it's like a hodgepodge of different experiences like not all of them are crazy like you know the more infamous cases that we're talking about on this episode they're uh some some wild stories attached to those, but I did want to kind of go the like just run the gamut on different hauntings from these dolls in the second part, which is what we're gonna do. And we're actually gonna close this episode out with a trigger warning, and that is um, the, this... horse, the horse is coming on the show. Hmm? Isn't trigger a horse? I don't know. Skip it, man. Skip it. I'm sorry. Wow, that's the weirdest reference you've literally. What is that from, like Ed or something like that? I have no idea. Where it's, wow. it's maybe triggers a person. I don't know. It's something, wow. something my parents like back in the day. I have no clue what it is. I've just heard wow. it said. Wow. Sorry, different kind of trigger warning. Yeah, this is an actual trigger warning for folks that I apologize for making fun of your trigger Christian, warning. Christian, get out. This next doll it has a reputation. It's blow up, huh? Oh, no. Different trigger warning again. Sorry, man. Sorry, God, sorry. man. Good Christ almighty. Let's see. Okay. This trigger warning for this doll, Christian, not blow up, not a horse. So what? Is. I haven't had enough sleep. I apologize. Hey, Christian, I'm going to give the trigger warning for this doll. Okay. Does that, are you good? I'll be quiet. I have my doubts, honestly, but, but anyway. This is Peggy the doll. Now, for anyone familiar with Peggy's story, there is a lot of uh, speculation surrounding it. Essentially, people that even hear this about this doll through maybe a podcast, maybe a YouTube video, maybe researching online, are said to exhibit specific uh, symptoms, and it's known as the Peggy effect. So if you are worried about being haunted via the airwaves, now would be a good time to tune out. As for myself, I don't know. We'll see how the rest of the night goes for Christian and I after we read this. And um, luckily, I get to go straight upstairs and go to bed. Christian has to drive. But if you want to crash here, if you're worried after you hear the Peggy story, and you want to crash here, feel free. I'm not going to judge you. I'll only tell our listeners about it once or twice over the years. And it'll be fine. It, it, it specifically said in my Skeptics Club book, yeah, to become a member. You have number, to listen to Peggy the doll. No, number 62. Hmm. I cannot be afraid of haunted dolls if well, I want to be a part of the skeptic club. So we're about I don't have to a find choice. Out. I have to drive in the dark. People have physical ailments after hearing this story. After So actually, for those of you brave enough to stay tuned for the remainder of this episode and this story, let us know if you experience any spookiness after this, all right? We'll make it kind of a public experiment. Thought experiment? Yeah, a thought experiment works. I don't think it's really a thought experiment, no. but you, you get what we're laying down. I am feeling a bit of tension in my spleen at the moment. Do you even know where your spleen is? I don't. I'm reaching on my right side. I'm hoping. Is it there? Health folks of the listenership audience? No. Uh, so if you happen to feel a bit nauseous, or you maybe get a headache, or your spleen aches, or 
you stub your toe while listening to this story we want to hear about it comment wherever you're listening from on youtube comment below if you are in the facebook group let us know your thoughts if you believe the peggy story and if not but for now we're gonna close the episode out on this so buckle up so peggy the haunted doll is a vintage porcelain doll that gained notoriety in the world of paranormal investigations her appearance is rather unassuming with a delicate porcelain face auburn hair and a simple white dress however her reputation as a haunted doll is anything but ordinary it began when she was acquired by a paranormal investigator and owner of Haunted Objects Museum, Jane Harris. According to the stories surrounding the doll, Peggy is believed to be possessed by the spirit of a woman who lived in England during the 1940s. Oh, what was going on during the 1940s in England? Witchcraft. For sure. And also other things. You don't recall the World War II witchcraft story? I do actually recall that story. Okay. What sets Peggy apart from other allegedly haunted dolls is her ability to affect people through photographs and even over the internet. Do you have a photograph? Uh, no, but you can pull it up. You can look at it. You can look at a photo of Peggy the doll while I read the story and we'll use you as an experiment. Okay. Christian's going to do it. So oh. pull it up. It's like, where the hell's my phone? Oh my God, he's dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's got him. Peggy's got him. Probably shouldn't make fun until we're finished with the story and everything is turned off. You you heard how I will handle Peggy the doll if she comes comes at me. Nick, your move, kid, Peggy. Wow. It'd be good for the podcast if I died tomorrow. It would be good for the podcast <laughs> if you had like a general reaction, like you start sweating or something. Or you're like, I just have like a really big migraine. I'm just going to head home. I'm like, damn it, Peggy, you got him. So you're making me look at this because you're afraid to look at it, right? No, I've seen her. And I've heard this story many a time, and I've literally never had any reaction, but I also have hashtag Christ our Lord and Savior with me, so I'm not too worried about that shit. Must be nice. Yeah, it is nice, Christian. Maybe you should sign up. But anyway, you ready? Go for it. People have come into contact. Oh my God, Christian's dead. No. And the joke was, well, it was only good once. People who have come into contact with Peggy the Doll have reported a range of unsettling experiences contributing to a reputation as a haunted doll. You have some, uh, many individuals who have viewed photographs or videos of Peggy have reported experiencing a variety of physical and psychological symptoms. These can include severe headaches, nausea, chest pains, dizziness, and feelings of anxiety. Uh-oh, I've got a couple of those 24 hours a day. Some people have even fainted or had panic attacks. The phenomenon is known as the Peggy effect. I can't stop looking at her. Wow. She's hypnotizing me. Some people who have interacted with Peggy's image or the doll itself have claimed to experience vivid and disturbing nightmares. These dreams often involve encounters with a woman matching the description of the spirit believed to be associated with the doll. Remember your dreams tonight, Christian. Okay, I'll write them down. And if you have good. a dream of like a creepy doll attacking you or whatever, then be sure to make a note. Say Scott was right as per usual, and now I'm worried. Anyway. And then, I, and then I, I'm to die, and then the podcast becomes famous because. Because it's just me? Yeah. <laughs> when you're really in communication with Peggy and you set it all up. That's true. Mm -hmm, I get it. I know how the world yeah, works. Yeah, she sits in the seat. I'm like, okay, Peggy, I gave you what you want. Now bring me the riches, woman. Anyway, electronic devices in Peggy's vicinity are known to malfunction. Cameras freeze, batteries drain rapidly, and digital equipment often shuts down unexpectedly. These technical issues can make it challenging to capture evidence of the doll's alleged paranormal activity. But it can also make it easier to lie about yeah. well, the dolls. She started hopping off the walls as soon as the camera died. It was pretty nuts. Yeah. It was nuts indeed. 
and you guys just have to take my word for it. I am keeping a close eye on this audio equipment of ours, though, as we read this to make sure Peggy's not any uh, got any treacherous deeds afoot, because your boy needs to keep this recording going. Remember last time we tempted the... Yeah, we're not going to even mention the trickster. Oh, no. no. Yeah. That's fine. Psychic mediums and sensitives who have attempted to communicate with Peggy have reported unsettling impressions. They often describe sensing the presence of a spirit and feeling the emotions of sadness, anguish, and even anger. Well, that's pretty un... I've never heard and that even happen anger. before. Yeah. Psychics uh, never say stuff like that. I'm sensing breath. Did she like to breathe? She did. Oh, my God. Then why is she stopping? She was always breathing all the time. Some mediums... More, I just need a. This is nuts, dude. Like my actual mouth is like, and like it's in my throat now. It's hella dry, just all you the way down. I have tea here for the next episode. Sorry, but you keep taking drinks, and I've been patiently waiting, <clears throat> and I'm done waiting. Wow, and get your tea. And shall I fetch you some crumpets as well? You log a biscuit, would you? Is that what a crumpet is? I always picture some kind of croissant. I don't know why. Maybe it's just biscuits. It's a cookie. Hey, England, it's a cookie. Okay. I would like to know, because it sounds like I might want to try to taste it. Didn't put my lid on all the way. That almost became a mess. Wow. It almost twice, be- twice in Pe- a row. Peggy almost got me. Peggy almost got you, dude. You got to be careful out there. Peggy's always watching. That's how these kind of things affect me. There's wow. not like these biggest cares. Possessed. It's just like these slight annoyances every day, and I don't yeah. even notice where they came from. They're pissed off because, Classic. notice me, please. I'm an actual wow. human spirit. Wow. Yeah. Classic stuff, really. Um, People have encountered Peggy have reported experiencing conflicting emotions. Hey, welcome to my world. All right. Some feel drawn to her while others feel an overwhelming sense of fear or discomfort. This suggests... I noticed you're not staring at the picture anymore, Christian. Oh, sorry. Are you scared of Peggy? We're trying to do an actual experiment. Okay, everyone that talks about Peggy just kind of talks about chit-chats. No, we're living it out. Okay, I got her back up. Ooh, yeah. Some feel drawn to her, while others feel an overwhelming sense of fear or discomfort. This suggests that Peggy's energy can affect individuals differently. A few individuals have claimed to receive messages or communication from Peggy through their thoughts or feelings. Christian, how you feeling over there? Sorry. Is, is Peggy coming at you? I was looking at the... The score for a hockey game? No, I was zooming in on the New York Times sitting behind her to see what's on the front page so I could wow. get some context. Wow. That's what you need. They, I'm she looks like she's wearing a rosary or something. He's paying attention to the details, folks. Uh, they believe that Peggy can influence their emotions and even communicate non-verbally. Do you have any weird thoughts right now? No, I feel fine. Okay. Psychic readings conducted on Peggy have yielded various insights and claims regarding her history and the spirit believed to be attached to her. These readings can vary, adding to the complexity of her story. Peggy's owner, Jane Harris, has sought the assistance of paranormal experts to cleanse the doll of any negative energy or spirit. These attempts have sometimes resulted in temporary relief, but Peggy's reputation as a haunted doll persists. The phenomenon surrounding her remains a subject of fascination and debate in the paranormal community, with some attributing the reported effects to psychological or suggestible factors. And, and like I said, I have heard about Peggy multiple times now, I, by at least like a handful of podcasts over the years as well. And I remember the first time I heard about it, I was like, oh, kind of spooky. Do I want to listen to this? And I did, and nothing happened. And so I was like, I don't know. I can, and the very fact that it was owned by someone that owns a paranormal museum, 
to me is a little it's a little sus if I can connect with our youths, our youth listeners for a couple moments here. It's sus, fam. Oh, I was like, what the? Yeah, I was like that too. I was like, what the actual? Peggy showed up. Wow. Dude, I, I, we're just both staring at each other hearing noise. I'm like, I'm like, what's Scott doing? Yeah, I was legitimately, like, I thought you were playing a prank or something. So I was, you know, stone face killer as always. But no, I was like trying to figure out where that sound was coming from. Yeah. I think I just, I, but I wasn't on my, on the music part of my phone. So I don't know how I started that by setting it down. I don't know, Christian, but that is interesting timing as always. And same interesting timing with the helicopter flying over with infrasound coming out of it. Because that's just creeping me out now. And I don't need that. Do you hear that? She's kidding us. I do hear it, but I'm I don't. Glad we, I'm glad I don't we, hear yeah. the infrasound. It's just that that repetition, that low, like boom, 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 boom. So it's just annoying to you. It, oh, it's annoying to you? Well, no, it's annoying. to you. It's not even annoying to me. It's it gives you like a weird sense of dread, which is exactly what I'm going to put underneath the Peggy story. I'm going to just douse that son of a bee in infrasound, the likes of which our listeners have never seen. Just to add some spooky flair for the dramatic. But yeah. All jokes aside, I have heard that story multiple times. Nothing has ever befallen me yet. Yet. Outside of your rectangle playing music. So I'm not, that's why I'm just, I was like, oh, I'll throw her in the episode too. And I give a trigger warning just for people that are maybe more sensitive that, or don't even like Melanie, I'm sure didn't make it to this part. And well, we're also, sorry about that, Melanie. Also, our lawyer suggested it. Yeah, since the last person that, oh, we don't want to get into it. But, you know, it's a. Uh, we hear they're okay now. They had a nice, comfy room. Yeah, something about going and living on a farm or something, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, that concludes part one of diving into some of the, the more well-known cases of doll hauntings. I don't get to shoot these down? No, actually, you don't. You shot them down as we were going. That's true. It was kind of easy. We'll see how you feel about that when you get home and Peggy's waiting at the door. Looking at that doll, she did not look like a Peggy. Yeah, sometimes there's really weird namings. I think there's one in... Uh, Oh, there's a Johnny in part two that's a girl. Some old lady just dressed up like a boy instead. Classic, am I right? But, you know, we're not here to judge. So anyway, uh, let us know what you think. What was your favorite haunted doll? Well, Christian, what do you think? What was your favorite haunted doll, first of all? And then we'll get to our listeners after. I, I, I would probably stick with, at this point, based on the stories we were talking about, Annabelle. Just because that was a fun movie to watch. And Man, it's a fun story. I loved it just be... You know, I'm a, I'm a skeptic, but I also like to sit there and say, what if? And just like live in that, live in the moment of that kind of entertainment. Sure. Why not? Yeah. And now what about you guys out there? If you're listening, you tuned in, you're like, hey, what's this all about? What's the freaky deaky? What do you think? You know, I own a bunch of dolls right now. I do know that. Yes, we have mentioned that. And I've asked you repeatedly, see if any of them are haunted and you refuse. Well, what I'm going to do, since my sister is in possession of all of my did you just say possession? No. Yeah. It, it, she has custody of all my mom's dolls, but they belong to us. I made that sound like my sister's trying to steal my mom's dolls. That's not the case. Stay away from the tweens. Yes, that works too. But I'm going to have my sister listen to this episode. Yeah. And, and then because she's the one that gets them all organized because, you know, they're collectors. Sure. Collectors dolls. And Absolutely. Then she's going to look at them all different. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to have fun with that because well, I go. like to scare my sister. And sure, there's that. I'll get back to you guys on how that goes. That's right. He will. I'm sure of it. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. Uh, sound off. And wherever you're listening, sound off. Tell us what country you're listening from. 
If you're on YouTube, tell us where you're listening from, what your favorite doll story was. If you have a doll story that we missed that you kind of want us to maybe look into in future episodes of the topic, we will. But in the meantime, check back next week where we'll be getting into firsthand accounts of haunted dolls from people just like you. Not like me. Not like Christian. And in the meantime, find us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod, pretty much across the board, or on TikTok at TFT Paranormal. Send in your personal stories to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. Leave us a voicemail at 801-997-0051 if you got a shorter story that you'd like to share, and we'll be in touch. In the meantime, we'll see you right back here next week for part two of Haunted Dolls. Enjoy your week. Share the show with friends and family. Let's get freaky, and we'll see you on the other side.